Hello, hello. So recently I taught a science class and I noticed some interesting things around judgment. So of course, I decided to make an episode about this. And the idea is before we think of making content engaging, it's making sure that the students feel comfortable to engage. So you'll understand what I mean in a second and let's jump into it. Welcome back. So today is more a rambling sort of episode because the idea recently came up to me. It was just a spontaneous, here you go, thought for me, and I decided to make an episode about this. So today is about judgment, how that is a non-negotiable, can't have in the classroom or else you could do the best you know, you could have the best resources ever. You could teach in the most amazing way. You could create the most fun activities you possibly can. But if there is judgment in the classroom, whether that's experienced by the students, the, the peers of the students or the teacher themselves, learning's just not going to happen. And I recently wrote a blog post about this and that's my blogger day sort of thing that's going on right now on itsjoyang.com. And when I wrote that, because I I was reflecting over a day where I was teaching at a high school, and this was just a science lesson that I did, and we did a really fun experiment, and I wanted them to write something on the board. So just their responses, whether it's right or wrong, doesn't matter, just their opinion. And there was a bit of hesitance, which, which surprised me because it wasn't anything that was that important, but one of them hesitated and said, oh... I I don't want, and then pointed to that kid and said, I don't want them to judge me. And it was a pretty common vibe that I got from this class. And I thought, wow, this is, this is crazy because I didn't realize that this would be an issue where the students want to do the work, but the judgment itself is stopping them from continuing that learning process. And so that really got me thinking of what a successful or what an effective classroom and learning process would look like where students feel comfortable to make mistakes, to quote unquote fail, to do that and not feel like that defines them. It's just a failure. It's just a mistake or whatever. And they don't need to attach that to their self-worth because that's what I found. There was a resistance because in some way, making a mistake in front of other people is quite not okay for them. So that was really, really interesting to see. And then I thought, okay, well, how do we make or reduce the judgment in the classroom? What can we do in order to succeed in that? And I think it really comes down to first understanding why we judge, understanding that judgment is just a projection of ourselves onto other people. And there is this quality, quality video by Julie Christina on YouTube, which talks about this idea and concept of judgment. And Brene Brown, who you might have heard, she's a researcher about vulnerability and shame and all that good stuff. And she has this quote, which I'll read out. We judge people in areas where we're vulnerable to shame, especially picking folks who are doing worse than we're doing. If I feel good about my body, I don't go around making fun of other people's weight or appearance. We're hard on each other because we're using each other as a launching pad out of our own perceived shaming deficiency. 
Whew. Okay, so that means that we are projecting what we are self-conscious about and judging someone else. Because if we weren't feeling self-conscious about something, it, it wouldn't even occur to us to judge someone else about it. So obviously if some kid is, or some student is judging another student about making a mistake on the whiteboard, it's because they would feel the same and they would feel self-conscious doing that. So at least by getting them to understand more about the concept of judgment, that's already one step closer to creating a, a, a wholesome classroom. And then it really comes back down. So it's it's not just the fact that, okay, I understand what judgment is and yeah, <laughs> done. But it's more so plugging that idea of the growth mindset, which I have mentioned many times. And I love this concept by Carol Dweck. And I'm sure other people who I just haven't credited, but also have the same sort of idea. It's about praising the process. It's about the process of learning and not getting hung up on these things like mistakes and failures because they're part of the journey. They're they're the reason why you grow. And so if we get all the students on the growth mindset with the same mentality that mistakes and failure are okay, then that creates a very cohesive uh, classroom where people aren't afraid to just put their ideas out there on the whiteboard or wherever because they know everyone else won't be judging them either. Okay, so Future Joe has uh, come in with her edits because she realized that she didn't really explain or why am I still talking third person? Uh, I didn't explain how to actually implement that growth mindset into the classroom. So this could be things like avoiding sensitive words such as smart and dumb. I know it can be the slip of the tongue and it's really easy to say it, but a lot of these titles or identities such as smart, dumb, gifted, uh, slow, all of these things that I actually mentioned in the growth mindset episodes, students do really take that on board and start to live that identity too. Even if the teacher doesn't mean it, even if they have the best intentions, it does symbolize a fixed identity, or at least for the student. And they don't want to reinforce that in front of the whole class. And so chances are they won't even show up in front of the class because they're afraid of either looking dumb or not smart. So on the flip side, it's to really reinforce that growth mindset, to praise them, praise students for trying, for getting up in front of the class and trying it. And also to call out, but in a nice way, of course, calling out students that laugh or make fun of students when they make a mistake and when they fail, quote unquote fail, to really reinforce that this is a normal process for learning. And even to establish rules in the classroom to say that this class, it is non-negotiable that we are all kind to each other, that we don't judge because learning requires mistakes and requires failure. And that is how we grow. And another way to really reduce this judgment really comes down to what the teacher does in the classroom and how they establish the culture in the class. So if they are perhaps judgmental about themselves. It doesn't even have to be with against the students, but if they have this sort of critical talk, such as I'm so dumb or, or, or things that the student could pick up and say, mm, I feel like they would judge me too, then that would also be uh, counterintuitive to creating a very supportive environment. 
Okay, so how would this look like in class? Well, it could be that the teacher gets an answer wrong in class or, or when some student points out a mistake that they've made. In this situation, it could be that the teacher re replies in embarrassment or trying to hide it or instead to admit the mistake and to normalize it and really to say, thank you for correcting me. I, I did make that mistake and now I've learned something new. So now we're reframing the situation and making it into a learning opportunity as opposed to a, a mistake that defines who we are. And also I've heard of teachers who answer, say, exam questions in front of the class and, and show how they would answer the question. And this really takes some vulnerability and openness to making mistakes to show that this is their learning process, this is how they would answer the question and risk the, the chance that they don't get it right and to be able to own that and say that this is part of the learning process. And like I mentioned in the blog post, this is not a simple fix and it requires long-term commitment and consistency to really call out judgment when you see it and to encourage that openness to mistakes. So essentially, this is a huge cultural change within the classroom. And so, yeah, it really goes back to the teacher and what they do and how they create this culture in the class. And it's, of course, easier said than done because classrooms are huge or some classrooms are huge. They're, uh, the teachers are pretty burnt out and they have limited resources. So it's really, really hard to put this into practice. But if we don't tackle the core, core issue, which is kids caring about how other kids think of them or how the teacher thinks of them, it's really hard for proper learning to happen, where curiosity can happen, where making mistakes can happen, if we care too much about what other people think of us. So that is just some food for thought, and I will see you next week. Bye.